Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good to have you on board. If you don't like that, got a lot to go over today. I've got my Crowd Ultra Q&A and, of course, my rant. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years. Leak detection, water line repair, bathroom plumbing. New Works Plumbing is a full-service plumbing solution. No matter how small or how large your plumbing problem They've got a fix for you. And their expert technicians are available 24-7 for all of your plumbing needs. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Well, how about tonight, the opening ceremonies for the Tokyo Games? That's right. The Olympics are going to start. Technically, they've already started. But officially, it will be this evening. Now, if you just Google Tokyo Olympics, these are some of the things that you will see. All right? CNN, Tokyo 2020, opening ceremony, what we know, who's going and who's not. Then another headline, the director of the opening ceremony was fired over comments about the Holocaust. All right? Another headline from Slate. First U.S. athlete set to compete in Olympics, test positive for COVID in Japan. Another headline, Time, how Tokyo Olympics officials are working to keep athletes on the field even as infections rise. CNN, beach volleyball player left in tears as Czech star misses Olympics due to COVID. AP, Total COVID-19 cases rise to 71 at Tokyo Olympics. That was a headline from late Tuesday. All right. Two days ago, NBC News headline, American volleyball player Taylor Crabb tests positive for COVID at the Tokyo Olympics. Here's what we do know as the games are underway in Japan. Tokyo is under a state of emergency. And once again, a day ago, they reached a six-month high with daily infections. I did a rant on this exactly two months ago. And I said it then, and I'm going to say it again. 
There is absolutely no way that these games should be taking place in Japan. I think it's an absolute travesty. And you're telling me that as cases are rising pretty much all over the world, here in the United States as well, that you're going to have people, athletes from, what, 200 countries all end up in one country the size of Japan and many in Tokyo, and you think that there's just going to be no issues going forward? I'll believe that when I see it. I don't see how this is going to happen. I don't understand, and I really don't know why the organizers and the International Olympic Committee think that as cases are skyrocketing, and I don't think that's too crazy of a term, around the world, that, yeah, no problem. Let's bring people in from all over the globe, have them come to Tokyo and the surrounding cities, and, oh, yeah, let's have a sporting competition. I don't get it. I really don't. I'll believe it when I see it. Now, it's not time for Grant's rant, but I may be giving you a bonus rant right here. And I would love to know how you feel about what I'm going to say. So you can hit me up on my social media accounts. You can find me at Twitter, at Grant Neepier Show. There are many ways that you can find to leave me a comment. I will tell you this right now. I will turn off the TV and I will not watch the Olympics if I start seeing political protest, social protest, social justice protest, I should say. I will not watch the Olympics. I will turn it off, okay? You are representing the United States of America, all right? That's right. You are on Team USA. I don't want to see this going on at the Olympics. And I don't, don't, don't tell me that, well, gee, you know, it's, it's, it's happened before. And I don't care about what happened before. I'm talking about 2021. I personally will turn off my television and I will not watch the Olympics. Now, are there important things that need to be discussed in this country? Yes. Are there a lot of problems currently in this country? Yes. Am I in favor of peaceful protest? Yes. Am I in favor of having someone voice their opinion? Yes. But you know what? You don't do it at the Olympics when you're representing Team USA. You want to go on your social media account, your personal social media account? I've got no problem with that. You want to protest on your own time? I've got no problem with that. You want to have a press conference outside of the games and you want to tell people your political and social opinions? I've got absolutely no problem with that at all. Go for it. All right? You're an American. You have those rights. But you know what? I don't want to see it in the Olympics. And I hope that the IOC comes down hard on any athlete. And I will tell you this. I don't really care about athletes from other countries. All right? Because I am not educated enough on what's going on in certain countries around this world to comment on what is right or wrong. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep it to the good old U.S. of A. In the Olympics, I don't want to see it. All right? So if you're an athlete and you're going to use the Olympics and upstage what is going on for your own personal gratification and your personal beliefs on these issues that are facing our country, I will not root for you. I will not cheer for you. And I will not watch you. All right? That's me, Grant Napier. I'm not speaking for you. I'm not speaking for my two sons. I'm not speaking for my wife. I'm not speaking for anyone else. 
I'm speaking for me. I will not watch it. So I'm really hoping that we don't see that. I really am hoping. And if it does happen, I hope that the United States Olympic Committee and the IOC come down hard on these athletes. All right, something else I want to talk about today. NFL training camps are opening up, and everyone wants to know, when I say everyone, I'm generalizing, but I think you know where I'm coming from. Everyone wants to know what is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, and some other players in the National Football League. What I find interesting about Aaron Rodgers are a couple of things. He has to use his fiance and his future mother-in-law. And when I say he has to, I'm sure he had nothing to do with it. But really, that's where we are right now? How about Aaron Rodgers either honors his contract and comes to work or he doesn't come to work, right? And we'll know very shortly. But I got to, like, figure out cryptic messages and likes and retweets from his fiance because Stephen A. Smith of ESPN talked about how the organization has disrespected Rodgers. Really? They've disrespected him, huh? Hmm. Interesting. Maybe they have. I'm not inside the walls of the Green Bay Packers. But what I do know is Aaron has a contract. And the question I really have, is he going to honor his contract? To me, it is as simple as that. Now, Deshaun Watson, we're talking about a different topic altogether. There are 22 women that have filed a civil suit alleging sexual assault. All right? The key word there is alleging. From what I understand, this won't even get into the court system until after the football season. Does that mean that Watson doesn't deserve what we all should have is innocent until proven guilty? Going to be interesting to see what happens there in Houston. I do know this. Aaron Rodgers is not helping out the Green Bay Packers or the National Football League if he holds out. Because I really believe, and I've said this for years and years and years, and I think the ratings reflect this. People are getting turned off by this type of behavior and attitude. The pandemic is still creating major issues for many people in this country and around the world. And they're tired of the James Hardens of the world bitching and moaning and complaining when they're making $40 million a year. They're tired of Kyrie Irving, who doesn't want to talk to the media because he thinks it's bothersome and a hassle. All right, They're tired of seeing a Kyrie Irving take three leaves of absences. They're tired of Aaron Rodgers, okay, who seems to be so unhappy and has to get out of Green Bay. And I think it's been reflected in the ratings, not only in the NFL, but in other sports as well. As a matter of fact, the Sports Business Journal came out and said that ABC averaged 9.91 million viewers for the NBA Finals between the Bucks and the Suns, making it the fourth lowest audience for the Finals on record. How about that? How about that? Fourth lowest audience. Ratings for the finals 
on record. And that's why I talk about the Olympics, okay? A lot of fans, not all, a lot of sports fans don't want to see political and social stances at their sporting events. I've said that for many, 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 many years. I don't want to see it at the Olympics. I don't want to see it at the NBA. I don't want to see it when I go to an NFL game or turn on the TV. And I also believe, and again, I go back to this, fans are tired of the bullshit. All right? They're tired of the bullshit. They're tired of athletes who seemingly got the world in the palm of their hands, complaining and bitching and seemingly being unhappy. Because 99.999% of people can't fathom having a contract to play a freaking game making $40 million a year, not even including endorsements and what else they make, being unhappy. Can Can you relate to that? Do you understand how these athletes... Some of these athletes, I should say, are unhappy with what they have and what they make. And you want to know why ratings in this country are declining, why they're going down? To me, it is very, very simple. So to me, Aaron Rodgers either gets to camp or he doesn't get to camp. I'm not losing sleep over it. And if I were a Packers fan, I wouldn't be sleeping over it either. Because you know what? It is Completely out of your control. Completely out of your control. Something else I wanted to talk about on the podcast today. Last week, exactly 10 days ago, Marty Brenneman, who retired a year ago as the voice of the Cincinnati Reds after 46 years, responded on Twitter after Stephen A. Smith made his apology for his comments about Shohei Otani and the Nigerian basketball team. And Brenneman said this, Great apologies, young man. I only wish my son's employers had been as forgiving as yours. Your words and sincerity were heartfelt. Keep up your good work. We know Tom Brenneman was fired from his job with the Cincinnati Reds and Fox Sports for a homophobic slur during a Cincinnati Reds telecast. All right? Now, what I find interesting about this is, and again, I talk about this all the time on this podcast and on my rants, are the double standards and the hypocrisy. All right? If you remember, it was only one year ago that Stephen A. Smith said this, about Tom Brenneman, quote, and he said this on ESPN's first take, the hypocritical network. He deserved to be suspended. He deserved to be taken off the air immediately. But I do not believe that he deserves to be fired. I think people make mistakes. I thought that his apology was sincere, off the cuff, the level of contrition that one would expect when somebody makes such an egregious mistake. And I don't know the man at all. I'm not sure the word mistake is appropriate. But I will tell you this. I've known many people in this business that have known him for many, many years. And he is right about what he alluded to. That there are an abundance of people. All right? And this is very interesting. There are an abundance of people who know him 
that find him to be a very, very good man. And he goes on and says, a decent human being. Again, I don't know him at all. But having said all of that, we have to take into account the culture we are living in. And it's not about let he who hasn't sinned cast the first stone or something along those lines. But it is about the fact that none of us are flawless. Imperfections touch all of our lives. We make mistakes. We mess up. And this notion that one mistake sounds like I'm reading a comment from Adam Silver, right? I mean, it's it's hard to believe. Again, I want to go back and say this. I think it's right for him to be suspended. He says, but to lose your career because of it is an entirely different matter together. How about that? He goes on and says, I'm just one of those people, black, you're white, Latino, Native American, Jewish, Protestant. It doesn't matter. You could be rich. You could be poor. You could be gay. You could be straight. No matter what transgender, there is no human being alive that doesn't make mistakes. He made a big one, and I get that. But your body of work, the sensitivity that you've shown throughout the years, the excellence that you've put forth and you've disseminated, that should count for something. And I do believe that even though he should suffer some consequences, he should pay a price, meaning a suspension. I do not believe he should lose his job. And I definitely appreciated his apology. It wasn't written. It wasn't orchestrated or planned. It was immediate in the moment. Once he recognized the error that he made, he stood before us all. He looked into the camera. He articulated an appropriate level of contrition as far as I'm concerned, even though I'm not the offended party, and I understand that. Good that he understands that, huh? He finishes by saying this. Stephen A. did. But even if I had used the N-word, as egregious as I would have found that and as offensive as I would have found that, if he had apologized in such a way, I still would not be an advocate of him being fired. I would be an advocate of him being suspended. And I think that's appropriate here. So Stephen A. Smith doesn't think that Tom Bredeman should have been fired. I, for the record, don't think he should have been fired either. I, for the record, thinks that he should have been suspended. I think he should have had to undergo sensitivity training, not only for a week or a month, but for a period of time. All right? And then after that, let the organization and his employers reevaluate where he's at, what he's learned, and go from there. Okay? Now, Stephen A. Smith, just a little more than a week ago, makes those comments about Shohei Otani and the Nigerian basketball team. Based on what Stephen A. Smith just said about Tom Brenneman, doesn't Stephen A. think that he should have been suspended? I mean, his comments about Otani were egregious. His comments about the Nigerian basketball team and their names was ridiculously stupid. And what happened to him? And I, for one, do believe that his apology was contrite. I believe it was sincere. And I don't believe that Stephen A. should be fired. I made that comment for the record right after his comments about both of those situations. But I believe he should have been suspended. 
Now, that's not up to Stephen A. That was up to ESPN and their gutless, gutless, gutless leadership. That is very apparent to me. But maybe Stephen A. should have taken a step back and said, you know what? I need a break. Maybe he would have garnered more respect if instead of an apology, he gave an apology and said, hey, you know what? I really need to get my shit together, and I'm taking a leave of absence to work on a couple of things, and I'll be back. Thank you for your support, and so long. That's what I think should have happened. But I just find it so damn hypocritical, such a huge double standard, that he makes those comments one year ago about Brenneman. Then Marty Brenneman comes in, what, 10 days ago, and says that he wishes... His son's employers. And that, is that beauty? Is that beautiful or what? I mean, seriously. How about those comments by Marty Bredeman? Right? I mean, beautiful. I only wish my son's employers had been as forgiving as yours. Your words and sincerity were heartfelt. Keep up your good work. I could speak on this, couldn't I? I didn't hear Stephen A. Smith talking about me, but, you know, I'm not Tom Brenneman. I'm Grant Napier. All I said was all lives matter, every single one. I wonder if Stephen A. honestly feels that Tom Brenneman shouldn't have been fired. I would love to know what he feels about me. I would just love to hear his opinion on it. I know Stephen A. I've talked to Stephen A. a number of times. Stephen A. knows who I am. Be interesting to hear about my situation. I mean, what the hell? I mean... It's now July, right? I lost my jobs on June 2nd of 2020. Stephen A. made those comments about Tom Brenneman, what, six, seven weeks after I lost my jobs. Hey, Stephen A., how about, you know, you're speaking on everything. You're speaking on Otani. You're speaking on the Nigerian basketball team. You're speaking on Tom Brenneman. You're speaking on everything. How many times have you had to apologize since I lost my jobs? Not just what we heard from last week. You've had to apologize numerous times for saying stupid, asinine stuff. You didn't lose your job. I would just love to know how you feel about me. Would love that. I don't think I'm being outrageous. I don't think I'm being out of line. I really don't. Something else I want to talk about on today's podcast. We just saw the Milwaukee Bucks win the championship. We just saw them beat the Phoenix Suns, who just seemed like every year had a draft pick right around the Kings draft pick. Go back to 2016 and Dragon Bender. Go back to 2017 and Josh Jackson. Bust, bust. Kings took Darren Fox after Jackson. Talk about taking DeAndre Ayton when the Kings took Marvin Bagley next. And the Phoenix Suns just were in the NBA Finals. Then you talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. They were very fortunate to draft a budding superstar by the name of Giannis Adetokounmpo. I talked about Aaron Rodgers a couple of minutes ago. And I'm not on board with how Aaron has handled his business. But I've also said, I really don't know what's going on behind the scenes in Green Bay. But I'm going to read you a paragraph from a comment that Aaron Rodgers made when he talked about the situation in Green Bay. And this was a while ago. Quote, 
it's just kind of about a philosophy and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the things go. It's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. Personally, if I own the Sacramento Kings, or if I were in charge of the Sacramento Kings, I would put that paragraph all over my executive offices and in the training room. Let me read that one more time. It's just kind of about a philosophy and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the things go. It's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. And if you want to know why the Kings continuing to be near the bottom of the standings year in, year out, if you want to know why they have such a record of futility, just go look and memorize that paragraph And instead of me giving you a 10 or 15 or 20-minute essay on everything that's wrong, I will just break it down into how eloquently Aaron Rodgers just did with that one paragraph. So if you want to know what's wrong, all you need to do is go back to that one paragraph and those sentences by Aaron Rodgers. Because once you analyze that and once you really figure out what the hell is going on by why Aaron made those comments and then try to apply that to your favorite franchise that has been so bad for so long, well, I'll just leave it at this. I've been on Aaron Rodgers' case a lot lately. I consider him a friend. I've known him since he graduated from Cal, and I'm a fan of his. But I think he's handled this about as poorly as can be handled. But his comments that he made a couple of, well, recently, I can't remember the exact month, but it was after the season. That is 100%, 100% spot on. 100% spot on. All right, we get to our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Our Crowd Ultra Q&A is very easy to get involved. All you need to do is go to CrowdUltra.com. That's CrowdUltra.com. It takes about a minute. To sign up, and maybe, just maybe, I'll answer your question right here on my podcast. I got to tell you, I'm really impressed with the questions I've been getting. All right, Connor wants to know, what's your favorite golf course to play and favorite course to watch? I love watching Augusta. I just think it's just incredible to watch the Masters. I can't just tell you my favorite course to play, so I'm going to break it down to top five, okay? Cypress Point. And I'm not going in any order, all right? Cypress Point, Pebble Beach, St. Andrew's Old, Kings Barnes, and Turnberry. Those are my five favorite courses to play. Playing St. Andrew's Old Course is just a, a, in, in a remarkable, incredible experience. Maybe not my favorite 18 holes, but being on hole number one and coming up the 18th, There's really nothing like that in the world. So I hope I answer the question, Connor. I know you asked me for my favorite. I don't know if I could just break it down to one. Jacob wants to know, did you hear about the blind and deaf 
Paralympian that withdrew because she couldn't bring her assistant. I did not, Jacob, but if that's the case, that's an absolute disgrace. That's a shame. All right, Christian, I think I answered this. Your take on Stephen A. Smith saying Tom Brennerman shouldn't have been fired. I think I went into that. I think you understand exactly how I feel now. Nick from New York, will ESPN be around 10 years from now? Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Cameron wants to know, what decade was your favorite era of sports? Hmm. That's a fabulous question. I will say the 80s for this reason. It's the first year, or the first year, the first decade that I started doing professional sports play-by-play, and the New York Giants won the Super Bowl on January 25th, 1987. So for those two reasons, I will say it was my favorite era. You also had Bird and, and Magic. You know, you had that great Celtics-Lakers rivalry. I mean, so I, I would have to say the 80s, the 80s. Kyle Wanstone, would you consider Giannis's Game 6 performance iconic? No question. It's one of the great performances in the history of basketball. Absolutely. All right, Andrew says, regarding Christian's question, do you think it's hypocritical of Stephen A to defend Tom Brenneman? Yeah, I think I went into that. Yeah, I would say that's very well well stated. Rob says, will we see the Spurs be contenders again before Pop retires? I don't think so. I really don't. Reed has uh, asked, have I heard about how rough of a July it's been for Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, I think uh, we all know it's not been the best month for him. No question about that. Lewis wants to know, do you think baseball is getting better to watch since removing foreign substances? Well, Lewis, I'll tell you what. I'll answer this question next week because I'm going to the Padres-Marlins game tonight and then again on Sunday because I've got one of my best friends who's umpire. Actually, i got two good friends that are on the crew, and so I'm going to two of the games tonight. Uh, this weekend, and I'll give you, I'll, I'll let you know. I haven't watched a lot of baseball because of what you're saying. I, but, but now I'll see, I'll see. Absolutely. Tony wants to know: Is there a team you always root against? Yes, any team from Boston. Jerry wants to know: Are you interested in the Manning NFL telecast on ESPN? Not really, not really. Uh, Colby says: did I, did I see the high school basketball player uh, Mikey Williams sign with a management company? Yeah, and I've heard that it's a seven-figure, you know. Contract. I mean, that's pretty damn good, is it not? Wow. Uh, Trevor wants to know, what are your thoughts on the light during the Red Sox-Yankees game? I don't know if they ever figured out what it was, so I haven't really paid a lot of attention to it. Mitch wants to know, what do you think of the Kraken's roster? They had the expansion draft on Wednesday. I don't know enough about it, Mitch, to make a comment. I wouldn't have been able to make a comment when Vegas had their expansion draft. We'll just have to wait uh, and see, but I really don't know. Uh, Jay wants to know, do you appreciate hearing Giannis call-out super teams. I love it. I love Giannis, his class, his approach, and everything that he stands for. I'm a big fan of his. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of his. Keith wants to know, who would be the one NBA player, past or present, you'd build a team around? Well, I wouldn't take, I'd have to take a player in their 20s. So I would take a player that's already won a championship. I can't take LeBron because of his age. I can't take Durant because of his age. So, yeah, I'm probably taking Giannis. I mean, he's, what, 26 years old? He technically isn't even in his prime yet. Can the Rams be a playoff contender without Cam Akers, Tyler wants to know. It's going to be tough, boy. That, that is a devastating loss, tearing his Achilles. The only good news is it's still, you know, a month and a half before the first game, and maybe they can figure out how to deal with it, but that's devastating. Jake wants to know, what did you think of the recent Jerry Jones press conference? Well, if you're talking about his comments regarding Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson, I thought it was very interesting. 
and I got a chuckle out of it, and I really enjoyed that. What do you think? I thought it was good. Josh wants to know, did I think Giannis would be able to win in Milwaukee? I did, but I didn't think it was going to be this year. I thought he could win. I thought they had a good enough team. I thought that they had a better team actually last year or the year before, and they didn't get it done. Uh, I did not think it would be this year because I thought Giannis still was a liability at the free throw line. Uh, We saw it in the series in game, what was that, five in Brooklyn when they were up 3-1, and he was terrible down the stretch. I did not think it would be this year. I thought he could win, but I did not think it would be this year. Andre finally says, have you been watching any of the big three? I have no interest, Andre. So the answer to that question is no, I have not been watching any of the big three. It's time for Rant. Rant. Today's Rant's brought to you by the Home Theater Company, audio, video, and home theater. Just go online, hometheatercompany.com. The NBA draft is next week, and then a couple of days later, it is the start of NBA free agency. And I see that Rashad Holmes of the Sacramento Kings does a video call with the Athletic and Shams. And if you read between the lines, Holmes will not be on the Sacramento Kings next season. And I'm going to ask you this question. If Holmes goes somewhere else as an unrestricted free agent, and it looks like he will, how is it that you get better when you lose a player like Bogdan Bogdanovich for nothing? And remember, okay, If you have listened to this podcast in the last couple of weeks, I've had on both Steve Holman and Bob Rathbun, the radio and TV voices respectively of the Hawks, and they cannot believe that they got Bogdan Bogdanovich for nothing. And when I mean nothing, yes, they paid him money, but the point is they didn't have to give up any assets. If you lose Rashawn Holmes and you don't get anything in return, how do you become a better team? And once again... It's the same old story. And Jerry Reynolds puts it as succinctly as anyone can. He says very simply, you don't become a better team when you lose good players. You don't become a better team when you lose a Bogdan Bogdanovich. You don't become a better team when you lose Rashawn Holmes. Now, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what the Kings are going to do. I do believe that Marvin Bagley has to go. The problem is, is there a team out there that's willing to give up anything to get him? I also believe that Buddy Heald needs a change of scenery and that the Kings would be better off moving him. Again, what type of interest is there around the league for Heald? So if you're a Kings fan, all right, again, without having a crystal ball, I do not know how you get better if you lose Rashawn Holmes. You're going to get Nerlens Noel? Ha, huh, stop it already, would you please? And if you see the team like the Suns, who were just as bad as the Kings as recently as a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, you know where I'm going with this. And you look at a team like the Bucks, and you go, gee, they just played in the NBA Finals, and the Kings can't even make the freaking playoffs, and they lose Bogdan for nothing. And it appears, and again, appears, that they're going to lose Holmes for nothing. So I ask you once again, how the hell do you become a better team when you lose good players? Hey, I want to thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Always great to have you on board. Don't forget to check out my video rants as well over on YouTube. Coming up next week, I've got some good interviews lined up. 
Hope you have a great weekend. And as always, thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus